I think it's time. I think it's time for an intervention. You know when, say, you have a friend, uh, say it's a, it's a dude, a fella, a guy, and uh, he's obsessed with his best gal. They broke up. And what does he do? You see him, he's, he's stalking the Facebook. Uh, he's, he's looking over her Twitter. He's, he, he really needs an online restraining order at this point. And you want to say, listen, Felix, stop stalking her. She doesn't care about you. But this person can't help himself. He can't quit her. Now, forget about the guy and let's transport to a different type of relationship. That's one between CNN and Fox. Fox News specifically. They can't quit them. Good morning. It's the Snark Factor. I'm Fingers Malloy. Thanks for tuning in on Wham Talk 1600 AM 92.7 FM. Sarah Smith is womaning the news desk as always. Good morning, Sarah. Good morning, Fingers. I this relationship is one-sided between CNN and Fox. Uh CNN is what we used to refer to as an ankle biter. They're nipping at the heels of uh Fox. They get what it, it seems like one tenth of the audience sometimes of Fox News. It's bad. And they are obsessed and I'm, I, I, I want to play a clip from Reliable Sources that's hosted by Brian Spud Stelter. Uh, why do we call him Spud, Sarah? Because he looks like a potato. He looks like a, pota- Correct-a-mundo. I'm a potato. Correct-a-mundo. I'm a potato. Correct-a-mundo. There's a mundo. Mundo. I don't Correct-a-mundo. speak. Correct-a-mundo fluent Fonzie. Uh, so hey. I want to play a clip from uh, reliable sources. And by the, by the way, reliable sources, for those who don't know what reliable sources is, what kind of television show it is, how they describe reliable sources over at CNN, Sarah, uh, mm, th- th- this, I can't wait for this. Oh, it, it's simply, fascinates me uh that there's even a new there, there's a show on cable news <laughs> that well th- th- this is like the this is like the old government trick right like just name it something that make people think yes. it's something other than it is right yeah. like so it's called reliable sources so like it has to be a reliable news source like right. what else would it be like uh, the fair tax and cut spending act <laughs> If it were passed by Congress, it would not be a fair tax, and it would increase spending. Remember, remember uh, the Affordable Care Act. Oh yeah, that was you funny. That was a good a one. Real life example. Yeah, see, you know, I am the news desk, babe. So re- reliable sources, Sarah, hosted yes, by Brian Spud Stelter. Yes. According to CNN, reliable sources examines how journalists do their jobs and how the media affect the stories they cover. 
in this weekly CNN program. This is a television show for journalists and no one else. Right. Well, it has one other purpose. The other purpose is to desperately, desperately prevent any more CNN viewers from going to Fox News. Because it's like, just don't. We'll talk about what they're talking about over there and tell you that it's wrong and how terrible it is. And please just stay here and watch me. It's it's amazing. It is it is simply amazing that this program exists. <laughs> first of all, and secondly, uh, that anyone outside of the media bubble would watch this show. Who cares? about a, an analysis program of the media by the media right. because the media never calls out the media unless it's partisan media calling out other partisan media. Mm-hmm. It's the Spider-Man pointing meme in real life. <laughs> so I'm only going to play like 20 seconds of the opening of reliable sources from uh, a few days ago. It's not my job anymore to listen to these things. Do I have to? Oh, yes. Okay. You know why? Because right. misery loves company. <laughs> I'm in. Love, I love me some good potato content. The GOP primary in Pennsylvania reveals so much about the state of the Republican Party writ large. The Senate candidates there have been campaigning all across right-wing TV. We counted at least 19 interviews across Fox and Newsmax just this month. Dr. Mehmet Oz is a favorite of Fox's Sean Hannity. I mean, at this point, Hannity has basically been uh, the shadow campaign manager for the Oz campaign. But it's caused a divide inside Fox, with Hannity trying to warn voters against the little-known but late-surging candidate Kathy Barnett, while an hour later, Laura Ingram promoting Barnett, denouncing the smear campaign against Barnett and defending her. My my God, there's what? a difference of opinion at a news network. What? CNN has never heard of such a thing. What year is this? 1980 uh, on the opinion commentary shows. You you found different opinions. <laughs> this is I'm sure that, <laughs> that must be shocking to someone like Brian Stelter. Oh, how how wow. is it possible that this show exists? And and again, this obsession, because it would be one thing if it were just uh, Brian Spud Stelter's uh, program that's sure. that's talking about this and and uh, talking about Fox. But it it's in their primetime lineup. And it has been for a long time uh, back when, uh, you know, uh, Chris uh, Cuomo. Was on the show and and Don Lemon, uh, you know, they, they, there was this obsession with Fox. I can't stop talking about Fox and Foxy, Fox, Fox, and oh my gosh, it's the worst thing uh, in journalism. It's not even journalism over at Fox News. It's entertainment. But we, ladies and gentlemen, we over at CNN, we are the journalists. Oh yes, the, the real news. We give you the straight poop. Hmm. 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 It's it's offensive to watch if you are just if you're an American who just wants news. You you, you can't you, you well you can't get it anywhere, right. really. 
Yeah, I was going to say, I don't even, we're, like, I feel, I feel like we're defending Fox News. We're not defending Fox News either. No. Sean Hannity is actually offensive about Dr. Oz. Like, I don't even watch. I've seen some clips and I'm like, OK, just seeing a couple clips of Sean Hannity talking about Dr. Oz is is exhausting. Like, I get it, but I'm not going to devote my entire uh, primetime cable news program to talking about the competitor news station. Why don't you talk about news, Brian Stelter? Well, that that's not. The show, Sarah. Right, 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 the right. right. Show. The, the show is examining media. Who, who, who wants to watch that? <laughs> Unless you are so like obsessed with Fox News, the way you're obsessed with Donald Trump, and like you need to feed your, you know, hatred and be told things that uh, justify why you hate them so much. Like, take a walk, dude seriously it's okay to not like somebody or something and just kind of like not like it and go on with your life it's wild well but i guess if you are um getting your butt kicked repeatedly by a network you got to do what you can to try to tear it down but what's common tucker carlson's on everyone's mind on on the left because of this this buffalo shooting this tragic shooting Mm -hmm. uh this mass shooting. And so the, I keep hearing this replacement theory, jazzity, jazz, jazz. That's a new tune. Oh, uh, yes. That, the, replacement the left theory has come up with. And I, I, I have been following uh, politics now for over 30 years uh, from a right wing perspective. I've never heard mm-hmm. of replacement theory ever. And yet I'm told it is widespread. In the Republican Party, widespread white right wing theory, and uh, you know maybe they're they're help me here, Sarah, because you're going to you know give us the cliff notes uh, description of replacement theory. Sure. Uh, maybe it's just something that everyone, uh, uh, maybe on the right and the left, has said for a long time, and they just somehow uh, packaged it into something that can be an attack. Is that mm-hmm. what this is? Well, okay, so. According to the left, mm-hmm. replacement theory is a, I'm making air quotes with my fingers, everybody, a conspiracy theory. We all know how that works out. Um, is a conspiracy theory developed by the right that claims that there is a coordinated attempt to replace white people in America, right? To, uh, to, change the demographics so that white people are no longer in the majority. Right. Mm-hmm. So if you're talking to a leftist, they, you know, so that's, that's why the Buffalo shooting has been brought up because the Buffalo shooter had this whole thing about like, I'm going to warn, bring, bring attention to and warn people of the real threat facing the West, which is replacement theory and replacing whiteness and white people and all that. So. So here's from the rights, from the rights perspective, Mm-hmm. The repla- replacement theory is articles like the New York Times from 2018 that is are headlined, we can replace them in Georgia, a chance to rebuke white nationalism. So the left uses the replacement term as this catch all for we're going to replace white supremacy and white nationalism and this power structure and the patri- this all of the patriarchy, all of these power structures that have kept um, disenfranchised and marginalized communities down. Okay. So that's their, 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 their wrapping of it is we're replacing this mentality, right? Mm-hmm. However, they present that met- mentality as the default belief of white people. 
right? So white people then go, well, you keep telling me that all white people feel this way and want to be the superior race. And, but then, so it is a conspiracy theory uh, because you've got two sides of people screaming about nonsense when really the majority of us really would just like to get along with each other. Yeah. <laughs> just, right. just, we would just like to be able to live our lives and get along with and not like be yelled at in the streets and screamed, you know, like we all just kind of want, can't we all just get along? Well, so it, that's, that's replacement theory. Well, here's the other thing when it comes to this is once they come up with something, uh, a term like this, uh, just like go back to even the definition of racism. Mm hmm. Well, that's and, changed. And, and now the de- definition of racism 30 years ago versus what it is now and how mm-hmm. racism, the accusation of racism is watered down to pretty much if you if, if you are white and uh, you disagree with uh, Kamala Harris, Kamala, <laughs> Kamala, 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 uh, and, and you're a, a, a right winger. Well, th- that's you're a racist, right? You couldn't possibly disagree with her for any other reason except you don't like her skin color. Right. Uh, So now uh, if you transition from uh, using a word like racism and now replacement theory, Mm -hmm. uh, it will expand to uh, include anyone who says something like we are a nation of immigrants, but we are also a nation of laws. Oh, replacement theory. You just want white people to be in the majority. That's mm-hmm. all. That's it. And who did I quote there? I rec- I, I I just quoted uh, Barack Obama, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. George W. Bush, mm-hmm. Bill Clinton, and practically every president in my lifetime mm-hmm. has gotten up uh, in front of Congress during a State of the Union address, talked about how we've got this terrible problem at the border and uh, but i i i'm going to solve it by i'm going to hire more border patrol uh mm-hmm. and we're gonna have more border patrol agents at the border and i'm going to go after companies uh who hire illegal immigrants oh, and oh my oh my goodness go back to uh the the bill clinton speeches he called them illegal aliens what, what? Ooh, replacement theory. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. People are not illegal fingers. <laughs> so rhetoric they do not like, policies they do not like. They will broaden the definition of replacement theory as a smear. And mm-hmm. anyone who has any kind of belief that the United States has a, a, should have a border that should be enforced and we have immigration laws. This will be some sort of now white nationalist uh, replacement theory mm-hmm. belief. And uh, you you really need to uh, be reeducated. Right. Right. Well, and they use it to they run on it and they 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 um, fundraise off of it. Right. So you have to vote for Democrats because the Republicans are so afraid of being repl- the white Republicans are so afraid of being replaced that they um, will enact laws and maybe even violence in the streets to hold on to the, the their white power. 
Yeah, I see what you did there. That was funny. Um, and so you have to vote Democrat because we are the only ones who can stop this from happening and save you from these people yeah. who are uh, who think that they're trying to be replaced. And it's like, well, I think that the incredible racists on both sides of this replacement theory argument should just get together. And I don't know, like color with crayons or something and work out their feelings because good God. Yeah. So Tucker Carlson is spewing uh, replacement theory, allegedly. And this is what fueled this nut job who went and started shooting up the place in, in mm-hmm. Buffalo. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, this is nothing new. This is not a new tactic uh, by the left uh, mm-hmm. trying to figure out uh, how to score political points after uh, a tragedy, after a mass shooting where uh, the bodies have not even assumed room temperature and you have lefties the this the smart set uh the blue check mark crew uh on twitter going out and accusing uh right wingers uh you know especially in the media oh this is fox news uh this is this is tucker carlson there are there's so many examples of the left doing this you go back to just off the top of my head my my goodness when gabby giffords was shot mm-hmm. uh they they the the, the left they they came up with some Sarah Palin mailer that had Gabby Giffords in the crosshairs. Uh, and it's, oh, it's Sarah Palin's fault. Sarah Palin uh, inspired this shooter. And, and the shooter it wasn't a Sarah Palin. But that doesn't matter. Doesn't that doesn't matter because we're crafting a narrative. The truth. Eh. <laughs> eh. What is Ain't this? Reliable sources? Right. <laughs> Benghazi, mm-hmm. Benghazi. You had the, tape. Uh, some, some. You know, there was the attack on the U.S. compound in Benghazi, and who gets blamed for it? Some poor schmuck who <laughs> put a YouTube video together that nobody saw, nobody knew about. <laughs> Is he still in jail? By the way, oh, I don't know. We should check on I'm that. Pretty sure he's still in jail. I don't know. So it's either to the, the Democrats uh, and the left, they're really good at trying to assign blame uh, after a tragedy, either to try to score political points or to cover their own asses when they screw up. Mm-hmm. And they're equally as good at omitting stories that that defy their narrative that they're trying to lay out. Yeah. And, and, For example, the... Uh, shooter at the baseball practice for the congressional baseball hearing who literally went and and attempted to assassinate members of the Republican Party as a a very avid and vocal Bernie Sanders supporter who was convinced that the Republicans were going to, I can't remember what it was, take something away from him, take health care away or something. And it's just like, no, it's just some crazy person. Had nothing to do don't be silly it had nothing to do with anyone responding to the things that we say about republicans don't be silly yeah but here's the other thing too uh they go back and forth between tucker carlson is evil and should be blamed for all of this uh mm-hmm. to also tucker carlson is irrelevant of course he have, is have you, have you, so the view ah the view my favorite a show, if you watch it for five minutes, uh, scientifically it has been proven you will become dumber <laughs> for having watched five minutes of The View. Joy Behar says, uh, Tucker Carlson, 
is almost irrelevant because he has 3 million daily viewers. In a country of 326 million people, he has 3 million. That's that's almost irrelevant. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting, Joy. Yeah, especially since The View had 2.2 million viewers per day on average in the month of April. So if Tucker Carlson is irrelevant, and, and he's on cable news, here you've got The View. It's on network television. Mm-hmm. And it, it had a third less viewers than Tucker. What does that make Joy Behar? And there's five of them. There's only one of Tucker. <laughs> and Just... I don't want to make this sound like a Tucker love in. No, I, I... Tucker is annoying. Uh, However, <laughs> <laughs> guess who else is? Good Lord. Ooh. Tucker Carlson should get an award uh, for broadcasting uh, on his show every night if you compare it to The View. Right. Why, I, why is that show still on the air? I honestly, honestly and genuinely have no idea. Like, I don't even have a snarky response to that. Like, I have no idea why this show is still on. And aren't they in like their 20 something odd year? Like, yeah. It's it is like they have been they're almost they've been on almost as long as The Simpsons. To give you uh, an example of how long this show has been on the air, The View, uh, Barbara Walters was on that show f- at the beginning, and she was old back then. Right. <laughs> she was like the the um, the elder statesman in the room. Yeah. <laughs> With all the ladies, and now, and now it's Joy Behar. Joy Behar, J- old Joy Behar is the old broad in the room, seasoned grizzled veteran, <laughs> seasoned. the calming voice, the voice of reason at the View. Joy Behar. Oh gosh, we deserve to be conquered. Tucker Carlson is almost irrelevant because he has 3 million views. I mean, uh, I guess that makes Joy totally irrelevant, I guess, would be the... Where are the producers? I don't know. Psst. <laughs> Joy. 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 <laughs> Less people watch us than Tucker. Psst. Psst. Lady. Lady. Did somebody cut her mic. Cut her mic. Take her gin away from her. These people are on network television. And you, you don't know even, what? I, all I you, literally, all you need is a TV to watch the show. You don't even need like an antenna. Yeah. And, and here, I, I guess part of me admires the chutzpah. 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 But, but back over chutzpah. There it is. Chutzpah. Much better. But I get it's so much easier doing television when you're a leftist when you know that the only people who are going to fact check your stupidity is the Daily Wire. And the snark factor. And the snark factor. Land talk radio. And you can get away with whatever the hell you're saying because you know everyone on the left, uh, they're gonna watch that and they're gonna nod. Yes, irrelevant. But he must be stopped. (laughs) We'll be back with more of the Snark Factor on Wham Talk, 1600 AM, 92.7 FM, right after this.
they keep saying they're going to go after the billionaires. But my billionaires, we got to tax some more. We got to go after the billionaires. It will. That's what's going to take care of the inflation problem. The billionaires take their money away from them. That's not going to happen. But you know what is going to happen? If you're in the middle class, they're going to come after your crypto. Welcome back. It's a snark factor. I'm Fingers Malloy. Follow me on Twitter at Fingers Malloy. Follow Sarah Smith on Twitter at Mama Swati. I'm proud to say that neither one of us are shadow banned on Twitter. Free at last. Yes. How did that happen? You just checked one day and uh, it well, wasn't on? I checked one day after uh, I mentioned it. Uh, on the snark factor and i'm I'm, what i'm assuming is uh the snark factor nation Mm -hmm. they they said enough is enough Mm -hmm. they rose up and they they contacted their pal elon they said listen uh fingers and sarah cannot be shadow banned on twitter and elon said i i I completely agree with you and so Mm -hmm. we are no longer shadow banned on twitter elon's a big fan yes can't get enough of the snark factor. Uh, follow us on Facebook as well. Facebook.com slash fingers Malloy radio. And uh, we're going to do some fun things with locals. Uh, find me on locals at fingers Malloy. Uh, in the near future, we're going to be doing some fun, fun things, but the crypto stuff. Oh, before we get to the crypto stuff, I, I, I want to touch on this for just a minute. Did you, did you hear former president George W. Bush? Um, talking about the uh, unjustified invasion of Ukraine? Mm, no, I didn't. Uh, and he, he slipped up. Oh, ooh. Yeah, he slipped up. That's that's so off-brand for him. All right? So mm. uncharacteristic mm. of uh, W. Contrast. Russian elections are rigged. Political opponents are imprisoned or otherwise eliminated from participating in the electoral process. The result is an absence of checks and balances in Russia and the decision of one man to launch a wholly unjustified and brutal invasion of Iraq. I mean, of Ukraine. (laughs) (laughs) You can actually see on his face. Ah, crap. I stepped in it. I stepped oh, in it. So good. Oh, and, come on. That is good. And it, it, the, the clip ended there. That was uh, from the Daily Mail. They 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 uh, oh, clipped that. They clipped out right after he said, I'm 75. <laughs> what what do you want from me? Sometimes they say the quiet part out loud. <laughs> it's like, yes, you're 75. Maybe maybe you should stop talking and let the younger people have something. If they have something to say, let them talk. Let the younger <laughs> folks, maybe the people under 60. Uh, Whoops. That, that, you know what? I, that that just speaks for itself. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I'm I'm glad we all had that laugh together. We're good times. Good time so going back to my billion my 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 billionaires remember when it was millionaires and billionaires right now too many of them are millionaires and they don't want to tax themselves so well that and good times 
we can we can kind of uh relate a little bit to millionaires uh because it, there's going to come a point soon where we're all going to be millionaires because the currency is going to be uh, damn near worthless and it's going to be uh $5,000 for a gallon of milk mm-hmm. but billionaires boy that's that's harder to to uh jive with it's harder to relate to the billionaires especially when they go around buying up all the social media we got snatching it up elon musk evil genius elon musk buying uh twitter so and and that's evil it's a threat to our democracy Mm -hmm. so we got to go after people like elon musk and is using his 44 billion dollars to buy twitter when he could be feeding the homeless and fighting climate change and and he doesn't even pay any taxes right (laughs) he could be feeding the climate change and fighting the homeless and (laughs) rainforest acid rain do you remember the ozone, the hole in the ozone layer? <laughs> yeah. Did we, did we patch that up or did we just not talk about it anymore? Like, I just don't, I don't even know. Yeah, like, we patched things up with the ozone layer. We did. It's all, yeah. the holes it's, closed it's, up. Oh, okay, good. Yeah. Good. Yeah. We, the, the U.S. government spent enough money that they closed the hole in the ozone layer for a yeah. few. Well, <laughs> what what happens is you, you find a problem, a bigger problem that you could spend mo- more money on. Right, so the right. ozone layer, eh, you know, eh, we'll, we'll get back to that. Yeah, They'll circle back in another 50 years right. to ozone layer when we're all when everyone who had an ozone layer problem in the first place is dead. Yeah. And they can act like it's a new thing that they've brought back. It's, I'm so excited for the future. <laughs> Remember acid rain? I do remember. I remember when you were like, don't go out. Don't let the rain go in your mouth. Don't eat snow. Don't eat snow. It's made of acid rain. Our roofs are going to start deteriorating. I Our believe streets. in 1980, they said if we didn't fix the acid rain problem by the year 1996, Miami would dissolve. I believe it's what, <laughs> what they told us. But that, you know, look, that the only reason that didn't happen is because the U.S. government spent the money to fix yes. the problem. Don't you see? Yes. Don't you see? <laughs> Don't you. So uh, my billionaires, they're, they're going after the billionaires, they, they say. But these moves they keep making, it, it feels more like they're going after us, Sarah. Yeah, it doesn't feel very billionaire No, if I be first, uh, it was uh, the PayPal transactions. Mm-hmm. And the the Venmo, the mm-hmm. people are into the Venmo. It's the alternative to PayPal. It's the Hatfields and the McCoys. It's the Pepsi Coke battle of money exchanging hands. There you go. Apps, something like that. So mm-hmm. uh, over six hundred dollars. If you get over six hundred dollars, I believe I. It, it's still confusing. But yeah. essentially, uh, PayPal uh, is going to start sending your info to the IRS if you are getting too much money sent to you via PayPal. I believe there are certain banks that were, I don't know, are, are in discussion or whatever. Like I know Bank of America was one of them where transactions over $600, like individual transactions over six have to be reported to. Yeah. By them. And then you've got to justify it. Right. So uh, now, according to CNBC, Sarah... The IRS may be missing out on fifty billion with a B, fifty billion dollars a year in unpaid crypto taxes. 
and a okay. crackdown is underway, Sarah. Okay, well, I have a solution to this. What's that? This Bam. is this is an e this is an easy fix. Oh, okay. So the IRS collects its fifty billion dollars from crypto users and uses the fifty billion dollars to buy Twitter mm. from Elon Musk. Oh, and no. because you know everyone loves the IRS, it's certainly more than Elon Musk. They will be totally for that. Brilliant. Uh, you know, this is what I'm here for, guys. This is this is why I, I I exist to solve problems such as this. My husband's shaking his head at me. Oh well, listen. the The government is if you close your eyes and you listen to the rhetoric, it's the mafia. Oh, you're yeah. into cryptocurrency, are you? Mm-hmm. Oh. Some nice Bitcoin you have there. Be a shame if something were to happen to it. We need to add the Sopranos theme song <laughs> to the board. Mr. Producer, could you for next for next time? Uh, I need you to cue up Sopranos theme or something, you know, something along those lines. I can't even get the clip to play on time. <laughs> you want me to add the Sopranos theme? They're coming after your crypto. It's the mob. Mm-hmm. It's the oh. mafia. Good. Oh, you made some money this year. <laughs> Hi. And here's the most entertaining aspect of this whole cryptocurrency. We're going to come after it. Uh, you have a bunch of people on Capitol Hill who are going to regulate crypto want to regulate crypto and they have no freaking idea what crypto is they think it they think it has something to do with tales from the crypt one of the very few humorous bits that Saturday Night Live has done in recent years um, while they were having the while Zuckerberg was testifying in front of Congress about like Facebook and all that um, and SNL did a cold open where basically all of the elected officials were essentially asking Mark Zuckerberg, like, how to use Facebook. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, like, oh, so and so. Well, how many followers does so and so have? Well, that's a lot. I guess that's why they haven't responded to my poke. You know, like all of the like there. It was actually a legitimately funny skit, but it's like that. They have no none. Not a one of them have a single idea about crypto, blockchain, like they certainly don't know anything about deregulation. That's for sure. Well, here, here's the deal. Neither do I. But I'm not trying to regulate it. <laughs> like, have fun with it, guys. I don't understand it. I'm not going to play in that field. But like, have fun. It's Go. called staying in your lane. Buy crypto. Do whatever you want. The difference is, is that I know I'm staying in my lane. I don't know mm-hmm. anything about crypto. So I'm mm-hmm. not going to talk about it other than to mock people who also don't know anything about crypto who want to regulate it mm-hmm. you know nothing of it and you're going to regulate it and you're going to tax the hell out of it because you got to get yours mm-hmm. well somebody has to pay for the 100 trillion dollars in unfunded liabilities that the united states federal government has stacked up in our names yes I, and, and the thank other them thing for their service is, uh, what really cracks me up about this is why are they even pretending anymore? Oh, right. think of the money that if we take 
if if we have a wealth tax, Sarah, think of that money that we can use from the wealth tax, all the benefits uh, we will get from that. And it's what do you tell you just print it anyway. Right. You don't need to raise the tax. You're going to you're printing money like crazy. It's like, oh, but this money means a little bit more if it actually comes from someone. Sure. Well, they find more ways to spend it faster than they can find ways to collect it. And it's just like, grip it up, guys. Grip it. No matter what they say, they're going to collect it. Oh, we're going to collect these um, this tax revenue and this is what we're going to spend it on. And this is our uh, our honorable mission. Yeah. With these funds. And we all know where the money's going. The money's going to money that's already been spent. That was spent years ago. It's just, oh, God, so frustrating. Everything is out of control. And going back, you know, I wanted to revisit immigration for okay. a minute. You know, okay. we talked about it a little bit in uh, the last half hour because people are not illegal, right? Right. Right. And there should be no <laughs> borders, apparently. And if you point out uh, just what Democrats believed, I shouldn't say what Democrats believe, what Democrats said their policy was on immigration and border enforcement. I'm not talking during FDR's administration. I'm talking Barack Obama's administration. Right. We're a nation of immigrants. We're also a nation of laws. We need to enforce our immigration laws. We need to have border enforcement. That, those are all racity, race, race, racist now to say those things. That, Remember when the no border crowd was like, yeah, we need to spend send money to Ukraine to protect their border. <laughs> that was fun. Good so, times, everybody. Good times. The media has done an excellent job in not reporting what's going on at the border. If, if there were cameras... Isn't it amazing we can get cameras pretty much everywhere except on the border? That's amazing. Seeing what's going on at the border. I, I will give the New York Post credit. I, I ran, uh, uh, came across this story the other day. El Paso planning to declare emergency over immigration surge. The city mm-hmm. of El Paso is considering a plan to declare a state of emergency over immigration an official told the New York Post Tuesday. The New York Post. This is El Paso. Mm -hmm. The emergency declaration, which the city council will vote on next week, will allow the West Texas city to receive state and federal funds to address the border crisis. It will also then go to the mayor for approval. More than 100 immigrants were released into the streets of downtown El Paso on Sunday after both the Border Patrol Processing Center and nonprofit shelters ran out of space to house them. There are so many kids in cages right now that they are out of space. And who built those cages, Sarah? Excellent question. Um, hmm, I'm pretty sure it was then Vice President, current President Joseph Biden and his friend in the White House, Barack Obama. And there are they're they're putting more kids in cages now than they were uh, under okay. Trump. Uh, it's oh, is uh, Alexandria Ocasio Cortez? Is she uh, in front of one of these detention centers crying? No, sir, she is not. She-, she is busy with other things now. Oh. I'm pretty sure she's launching a lipstick line. Oh, 
very time consuming. That's true. Her. And then demanding we got to tax those billionaires and taxing the billionaires. She's very busy with taxing the billionaires. If we could tax the and billionaires, the take that money, Sarah, and mm-hmm. put it in a cage. Oh, ooh, cash in cages. <gasps> it's like cash for clunkers, kids in cages, cash in cages. Oh, what an exciting world we live in. It is. But going back to the immigration issue at all, so it, this would not be tolerated <laughs> if people actually saw this happening. Either in real time or if, if, if a media that wasn't concerned about narrative as opposed to news would actually go down and report what's going on at the border. And listen, this is not that Republicans are just to, as much to blame for this as Democrats. Fully. Uh, you, you know, I know everybody wants to play team sports here, but, you know, the uh Corporate. This is corporate America. We want cheap labor in this country, and so and the Republicans have turned a blind eye to this too. And it's all rhetoric, rhetoric, rhetoric. It's it's uh, we're going to tell the base of my party one thing, but then once we get elected, it's business as usual when it comes to immigration, and it's been that way for decades. But now it will be crafted if you say things like that. It is now replacement theory, theory, replacement mm-hmm. theory. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, do you believe replacement theory? Oh, you believe? What do you watch? Fox News and Tucker Carlson? You believe replacement theory? There it is. Mm-hmm. The, the media is absolute garbage. And right. to it's get- like, no, 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 I don't believe replacement theory. But what I do believe is that we have a bunch of illegal immigrants pouring over our border. We do not have the resources to to <laughs> to take care of them. Like, what do you want me to say? Like, what? Uh, yeah. We are a nation of laws. We're a nation of immigrants. We're a nation of immigrants and we are a nation of laws. I mean, so that that is such a golden oldie at almost every state of the union address in my oh. adult life. That it, that rivals our crumbling roads and bridges. Oh, yeah. And remember when Trump said we're a nation of law and order and all of a sudden the fact that he added an order in there suddenly made it like a different <laughs> statement than what everybody else has said. Mm, that made it extra racist. Oh, yes. Ultra MAGA, uh, if you yeah, will. Yeah. But the media is trash. And the the latest example I, I'm going to point out to why the media is trash is a piece that came out in Rolling Stone magazine. Oh, which Rolling Stone. You want to talk what? about irrelevant? Yeah, I mean, really. So there, uh, there was a bombshell report by Rolling Stone titled Inside Taylor Hawkins' Final Days as a Foo Fighter. Uh, according to Yahoo News, which makes uh, the disturbing claim that the legendary drummer was on the brink of exhaustion from playing physically taxing nearly three-hour shows and at the time of his death was considering scaling back his foos duties and even quitting the band entirely. Okay. Oh. Yes. So this is just a call. This is someone who... Uh, someone- said this who was friends with hawkins this is this is what happens so they rolling stone talked to uh two of hawkins friends one uh from pearl jam matt cameron and Uh one from red hot chili peppers drummer chad smith okay uh 
And they, Rolling Stone crafted this narrative that basically Dave Grohl was pushing Taylor Hawkins too hard. And, uh, uh, and he confided in friends about it. Uh, and what's, what, what was really sickening about this? And now you're seeing, uh, Matt Cameron and, Chad Smith saying, no, 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 this is not, this, this is not what I said. Right. We were taken out of context. Like this is not. Yeah. Accurate. Cameron's posted a statement on Instagram, uh, expressing regret, uh, for the, the interview and the, uh, the piece saying when I agree to take part in the Rolling Stone article, I assumed it would be a celebration of his life and work. My quotes were taken out of context, out of context and shaped into a narrative. I never intended. I am truly sorry to have taken part in this interview. And I apologize that my participation may have caused harm to those for whom I have only the deepest respect and admiration. Why am I bringing this up? I'm bringing this up because uh, Rolling Stone tried to take a band, the Foo Fighters, who you may not enjoy their music. You you may not enjoy Dave Grohl's music, but I can't think of too many people who hate the Foo Fighters. Most people are either indifferent when it comes to the Foo Fighters, or they love the Foo Fighters, and they love Dave Grohl. Dave Grohl mm-hmm. is a very likable guy. Look, Dave Grohl is a huge lib. But if you go to a Foo Fighters show, there's no politics. It's all about right. a love of music, and it's, that is becoming rarer and rarer nowadays. Most people who look at Foo Fighters uh, in their entirety and look at Dave Grohl as a person, they very much like him. And you had this terrible tragedy with the drummer of uh, Foo Fighters uh, overdosing on drugs. And what happens? The, the investigation comes out. Okay, he, he OD'd. It's terrible. Uh, these things happen. It was a tragic, tragic event. Right. And Rolling Stone looks at it and says, uh, you know, we need a bad guy here. And who do they pick? They they try to craft a narrative where they they're making Dave Grohl the bad guy, mm. evil. The Foo Fighters evil. What happened to Rolling Stone? I, don't know. I mean, I know this isn't the first time that they've screwed up royally when it comes to content of one of their pieces, but really, like, so I mean, so who do you believe? Do you believe Rolling Stone right. and their reporting, or do you believe Matt Cameron and Chad Smith when they say we were, uh, they they took our comments out of context i'm thinking to myself i'm i'm looking at this thing you know they probably talked to these guys for a half hour 45 minutes and it was probably all glowing things about taylor hawkins as an artist and as a person and one nugget was oh gosh it may have been oh yeah but it, it, it was challenging being a foo fighter and you know I, taylor Haw- taylor talked to me from time to time saying you know it's my gosh i don't know if i can keep doing this and they spin it and they craft it and they make mm-hmm. Dave Grohl and Foo Fighters look evil. I can't stand Rolling Stone. And it's just another example of how the media has gone completely in the toilet. And with that, we have to say goodbye. She's Sarah. I'm Fingers. We'll be back next week with an all-new Snark Factor on Wham Talk 1600 AM, 92.7 FM.